Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Well, hey everyone, it's great to have you here today. We are in our Pray Like This series where we are unpacking prayer, the power of it. Jesus teaches us how to pray. And our hope in this season is that your personal prayer life would go to another level of of, uh, revelation, another level of relationship, another level of authority. So let's dive into it. Matthew chapter six, Jesus teaches us firstly how not to pray. He says, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Then I tell you, they have received their reward in full. That's as good as it gets. But when you pray, go into a room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, Jesus says, do not keep on babbling vain repetitions like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. They think their word count matters. Do not be like them for your father who know your father knows what you need before you ask him. Jesus is teaching us how not to pray. Don't perform, don't strive, don't show off, don't be religious, don't be attention getting. But he says, don't do that. I want you to pray like this. And then he teaches us how to pray. He says, our father who is in heaven, Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. And today we're going to speak right into the aspect of our Father who is in heaven heaven. I love that when Jesus teaches us how to pray, he launches it all by starting with relationship, our father. In this whole series, our first week, we spoke about relationship, that prayer is relational, that it all flows from God. It doesn't flow from behavior. It doesn't flow from religion. It all starts with relationship. And I think that's the powerful thing at the core of the gospel is that religion says it's all about what you do but the gospel is all about who he is and who we are in him. But today we're speaking about our father who is in heaven. And today I want to speak about perspective. Think about that word perspective. You know, perspective means a lot of things, but really at the end of the day, perspective is a point of view. Everyone has a point of view. I could tell you any topic, I'll give you anything to think about and you would have a particular point of view. You've got a point of view about the church. You've got a point of view about your boss. You've got a point of view about me. You've got a point of view about politicians. You've got a point of view about the war in Ukraine. You've got a point of view about vaccinations. You've got a point of view about your school. You've got a point of view about your university. You've got a point of view about stranger things. You've got a point of view about Thor. You've got a point of view about everything in life. It's how you see it. It's your perspective. And the thing is, your point of view is different from my point of view. That our point of view so shapes our response to things. You know, throughout the Bible, we read loads of moments, loads of stories of people who responded from their point of view. Uh, My little girl Suki's 
uh, favorite Bible story is Zacchaeus. And he was, for those of you who are vertically challenged, he was short. And in this whole crowd, the Bible says that Zacchaeus couldn't see. And so what did he do? He couldn't change what was going on around him. He couldn't change the circumstance, but he could change. The short guy could change his perspective. And so he climbed a tree and it says that Jesus noticed this small man, even though he was a sinner, he noticed this small man and had noticed that he'd gone out of his way to get a different point of view. And Jesus went to his house and had time with him. Zacchaeus changed his perspective. David, when he went out to fight Goliath, Goliath had intimidated and stopped an entire army of trained soldiers. But David went out and because of his experience and because of his revelation, he went out and it wasn't because of the little stones that he had in his pouch. He went out there with authority not because of stones, but because he knew that he had God on his side. And he looks at this intimidating giant and he says, my God has delivered me before and my God will deliver me now. This small, redhead, heart-playing young man went out there with authority because he had a different perspective. Elisha, we read, is uh, incredibly calm in the face of an intimidating army and his servant Gehazi is freaking out. He's like, boss, why won't you join me in my freak out? And Elisha prays, God, open his eyes that he may see. In other words, give him a different perspective. And God opens Gehazi's eyes and all of a sudden he sees the armies of heaven that are surrounding him, the armies of heaven that are fighting on their side. All of a sudden, he has a different perspective. See, your perspective changes your behavior. Your perspective changes your language. Your perspective, it changes your confidence. Your perspective changes your response. Your perspective changes your fears. Your perspective changes your hopes. And your perspective changes your prayers. High perspective, a high level of response. Low perspective, a low level of response. I want to speak into this today. And my hope is that your perspective would lift, your perspective would change, your perspective would lift even to heaven's perspective. And so your prayers would change, your confidence would change, everything about your life can lift if you start to pray from and live for and see from heaven's perspective. Isaiah 55, Jesus teaching, it's, uh, God teaching, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my, your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Verse 9, as the heavens are higher than the earth, important word, so my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God is teaching us that he sees things not from our perspective. He sees things higher. You know, God sees your boss from a very different perspective. You see your boss this level. God sees your boss from a much higher level. God sees sickness. God sees pandemics. God sees what's happening in our communities and on this planet in this season, not from our perspective, but from a much higher perspective. God sees your friendships, your romantic friendships, your marriage, your partnerships from a much higher perspective. And in all these things, it's no surprise that God doesn't respond to circumstances and battles and challenges the way people do because he sees things very differently. He sees things 
higher. So I want to share around three thoughts today of when prayer is from prayed from heaven's perspective about how our prayers are different. And my hope is that your prayers would lift as well. Number one, prayer from heaven's perspective is hopeful. Everyone say hopeful. Prayer from heaven's perspective is hopeful. You know, heaven sees beyond what you're currently facing. You know, if you've you got a bad circumstance, a challenging circumstance, maybe you're facing a battle right now and it can seem huge. It can seem very intimidating. You can see like, it can feel like it is a dead end. And so our prayers can be at this level, but God sees beyond that battle. God sees beyond what you're currently facing. You go like, God, this is an incredible, intimidating, awful challenge that I'm facing. And God says, look, I want you to understand something that it is only one step of a hundred step journey. It is only one moment that I'm going to get you through onto the next bigger and better thing. See, prayer from heaven's perspective is not desperate. Prayer from heaven's perspective is hopeful. Prayer prayer turns your battle into an open door. Prayer turns your battle into an open door. Why? Because prayer understands that there is a great destiny and promise that waits for you on the other side of your battle, on the other side of your challenge. And so prayer lifts your hopes and your dreams and reminds your soul that there are better things on the other side. I want to read to you from Matthew 6, and it's, it's kind of, I think this is kind of rubber hits the road, kind of worries and anxieties and stresses that occupy rightfully so much of our prayer life. I want to read this to you from Matthew 6. It's Jesus speaking. He says, that is why I tell you not to worry about your everyday life, you know, like your bills, your relationships, the fights you have, the worries you have. He said, this is why I tell you not to worry about your everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't, they don't plant or harvest or, or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all worries add a single moment to your life? Verse 20, and why worry about clothing? Uh, Look at the lilies in the field and how they grow. They don't worry or they don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat and what will we drink and what will we wear? These things that dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, your father, heavenly father, already knows all of your needs. Seek first the kingdom above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything that you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Have you thought that your prayer life It takes so much of your head space, your heart space, your energy, clothing, bills, conflicts, the stuff that happens in your everyday life. And Jesus is teaching us, reminding us, I want you to understand, don't expend all your energy, all your faith on the short term stuff. I'll take care of it. I know what you need today. I know the battle that you're facing today and just give it the proportional care and energy that it needs. But heaven is already occupied with what's gonna happen tomorrow. 
Heaven's already working on your destiny, already working on your promise, already working on your harvest. Get your prayer life focused on what lies ahead. My encouragement to you firstly today is that prayer from heaven's perspective isn't occupied by worry around today, but prayer from heaven's perspective is hopeful and remembers that God is up to something and God is already working working on what lies ahead for you. Number two, prayer from heaven's perspective is encouraging. Prayer from heaven's perspective is encouraging. I don't know about you, I'm not into this, maybe you are, but there are certain people in life that are really into puzzles. I'm not a puzzle person, maybe you're a puzzle person. I don't pass any judgment on you. Good on you for being a puzzle person. You know, the largest puzzle that was ever made was 551,232 pieces. And it was an enormous puzzle of a lotus flower. And it was done by university students in Vietnam. And they went to a stadium and they made this puzzle, like seriously, get a life. They made this puzzle of 551,232 pieces. It's absolutely crazy. And when you think about being one of those university students, when the dump truck showed up, tipped half a million puzzle pieces in the middle of this stadium. Imagine picking up the first puzzle piece and thinking, where does this puzzle piece fit? Imagine trying to find the corner piece. Imagine trying to figure out where to even start. Have you ever felt in life that you're going through life facing something and you've got this piece and you go, I just don't know where this fits. Where does this conflict fit? Where does this relationship fit? Where does this disappointment fit? Where does this delay fit? I just don't know where it fits. And so these university students spent weeks constructing this puzzle. And when it all finished, they went up to the top uh, of, the, of the stadium and they looked down and they saw the finished big picture. I tell you, the day one, starting with one puzzle piece, would have been a very different emotional state than the final day when the final puzzle piece was put in its place and they could step back and see literally where all the pieces fit. By the way, side note, I'd love to be a person in that. I would have taken one little puzzle piece and hidden it and watched everyone freak out. You know, when you, it's bad enough when you've got 1,000 pieces, let alone half a million, but that's just me having a bit of fun. But you know, in life, it's very different when you are facing a challenge and an obstacle like you're facing right now to understand where does this thing fit and to realize that God has a place for everything. Romans 8 says that God works all things, all the puzzle pieces, they're dumped in the middle of your life. He says, I've got a place for it all. I will work all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And prayer when prayer from heaven's perspective sees things from a higher place and sees where the conflict fits, sees where the relationships fit, sees where the money fits, sees where your health fits, sees where every event in your life, the delays, the disappointments, the betrayals, the hurt, the pain, the offense, everything that comes your way, sees how it all fits together in God's grand design for your life. And you can draw incredible encouragement from that, that God has a sovereign, big picture, high level plan for your life. 
And so when we pray from heaven's perspective, it's not, God, I don't know where this fits. We lift up and we start to pray, God, I thank you that you know where it fits. I thank you that you're showing me how to put this together. God, I thank you that you're showing me how to connect this into my life and how this is going to work for me. And all of a sudden, your prayers start to operate from a high level, a big picture. Conflict doesn't become overwhelming. Conflict plays a part and has a perfect fit in your life. Hope this is encouraging you today. Number three, prayer from heaven's perspective is hopeful, encouraging, and lastly, heaven. Prayer from heaven's perspective is connecting. Have you ever been in a situation you have prayed and you have reached out to God, you have worshiped and you have just felt like God is distant? You know those days where you're praying and you feel like heaven's closed for business, God's too busy blessing someone else, working on another situation, doesn't have time for you. And it's like, God, where are you? And that's the thing about people's wrong perspective of God, that God isn't over there and he's got to come over here. You've got to understand that God is with you each and every day. God is your ever-present help in time of trouble. Prayer from heaven's perspective understands that God is always involved. God is always up to something. Even when you can't feel it, He's working. Even when you can't see it, He's working. Even when you don't understand it, He's working. Even when it looks like it's in reversal, He's working. God is always up to something. And prayer from heaven's perspective understands that I am always with God. See, God has not left you. God has not forsaken you. God has not forgotten about you. God hasn't moved on. God is always with you. And prayer from heaven's perspective keeps us connected. Never get into the trap that you and your life are over here and you've got to somehow got to get God to move from where he is to where you are. God is with you. And that's all really available to us through what Jesus did on the cross. Jesus broke down the barrier. Jesus broke down the distance. Jesus made it possible through his death and resurrection to break the power of our sins so that we can always be close to God. If you don't know Jesus or you once knew Jesus, but for whatever reason you've walked away, all you need to do is acknowledge in your heart that you're a sinner and you need saving, you've got a mess and you need helping and say, God, I pray for forgiveness. I need you to forgive me of my sin. And all of a sudden, the distance is closed. All of a sudden, you have God right there with you each and every day, helping you, guiding you, comforting you. And that's our prayer and hope. And it's only available through Jesus. If you need to get your life right with God, I wanna pray for you today. Lord, I thank you for those who are being honest with you, honest with themselves about their relationship with you. And I thank you. That, Lord God, through Jesus, we can have relationship. Through Jesus, we can have intimacy. Through Jesus, we can have proximity with you. And I thank you that you would forgive each and every one of us of our sin, of our mess, of our shame, of our pain, and set us free in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. For us all, whether you don't yet know Jesus, new to Jesus, or have known Jesus for a long time, I hope and pray that today you're prayer and perspective would lift to join with how heaven sees. 
that he sees further, that he sees deeper, he sees wider, that your prayer life would be hopeful because you see beyond what you're currently facing. Your prayers would be encouraging because you see how everything fits together and your prayer would be connecting because you understand that God is always with you. I pray that in this season, your prayer life would go to a whole new level of authority, of blessing and breakthrough in Jesus' name. God bless. Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts and videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.